0: Welcome to the Full Potential Podcast. I am your host, Nick Wagner Sr. And every week I interview guests that share career stories, ideas, and experiences to empower and inspire people to reach their full potential. If you enjoy the episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. Thanks for listening. So welcome everyone. This is uh, Nick Wagner Sr. And this is another Sunday night episode of the Full Potential Live Show thrilled to have you uh, join myself and our great guest Jane Matson tonight. So Jane, welcome to the show and thank you for joining.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And we do this every Sunday night. Uh, I record it uh, live, which is is fun. I used to do it as a podcast. Now we record it live. We stream it to LinkedIn and YouTube. So for those of you watching on LinkedIn and YouTube, thank you. And then we'll actually turn this into the Full Potential Podcast and I'll release this on, on everyone's favorite podcast platforms as well. And uh, I will also, Jane. I always make sure I do this. I always make sure I link to your information, whoever my guest is, in the show description. So right. for you, I will make sure we link to JaneMatson.com, which is your personal website, and then we can also link to your, your LinkedIn profile if people want to connect with you on LinkedIn as well. So, and Fantastic. this is, uh, you know, the whole reason I do this show. And Jane and I were talking before, <laughs> before, before we got online. Before, before we got on live tonight, the whole reason I do this show is because every single person out there, and, and Jane knows this because she's a, a career expert, everyone's career journey is so unique and different. And I just, I find it so fascinating to see what everyone has done with their career. And what I've learned is you can learn a lot by listening to stories and experiences from other people's careers. So I thought, why don't I interview people to hear about their careers? And then i can have great guests like jane come on and share their stories with my audience and hopefully have some people learn some things from what's gone well what hasn't gone well and and any other uh pieces of advice you'd like to give us so we'll uh we'll go ahead and get started jane i know we have a lot to talk about but yes you know i want to i want to first ask i I love i love seeing what people say when i ask this if you were at a a conference um pre-covid when we could go to conferences or you're meeting someone at a, at a dinner party and they ask you, dinner party, and they ask you, Jane, what do you do? Like, like who is Jane Madsen? How do you answer that question?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, that's always such a, a hard question for people to answer because the answer could be so broad. Um, the, quest- the answer that I give is that I am a speaker, I am a career consultant, and I am an author. I am a consultant in the area of working with um, early to mid-career professionals, helping them manage and take charge of their careers. I'm also a speaker, and I speak on many different topics pertaining to careers, um, pertaining to relationships. And I'm also um, an author, an author of a book called You, You, Me, You, and that's actually a new part of my commercial that I like to share with people, Um, and it's a book about how to develop, maintain, cultivate relationships where the focus isn't just on focus isn't just on you; it's really on the other person. So that's what I like to tell people that I'm a speaker, I'm a consultant, and I'm also an author.
0: And, and I agree with you. I think I think a lot of people really have a, a hard time explaining that, uh, especially. Uh, in a in a shortened period of time because you know people have a tendency to say well what do you want to know I'll tell you my, my life story so exactly. I think you succinctly say that which I, which I love before we jump into how you how you became you know this this career guru right mm-hmm. I want to I want to ask the question if if someone asked you what a career expert or career consultant was how do you define that and, and I, I asked that because I think as, as we we we, as we discussed now more than ever with the COVID 19 situation, we have tens of millions of people that are out of work, unfortunately, because of because of everything going on, and a lot of people have taken this have taken this time to decide maybe now is a good time to make a career transition during during this period of, when they're unemployed. So, what is a career expert or a career consultant, as you described it, and 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 how would you explain that to people? Yeah.
1: That's a a really good question because it's very broad. So when I think of, you know, it's sort of like career management, career development, and it can start from the beginning of when um, students get out of college, what do you really want to be doing? And I help people, um, early career professionals, as I call them, versus millennials or identify them in that way it's really about what is it that i want to be doing and helping them cultivate what are they really good at what are their skills what are their values what's real important and i try to help them from the beginning of time to really understand what some of those are your values your skills and your interests then as they progress along their career they rear they really want to really do something different. They might want a better boss, they might want more a better culture, they might want more money. So as a career professional progresses in their career, their career needs are different. And one of my um, mottos, if you want to call it, is take charge of your career. And what that means is that you take charge of it, it doesn't take charge of you. So you always need to be thinking and looking ahead. Um, learning, um, developing, um, taking courses, and also um, being aware that there are going to be trials and tribulations and knowing how to deal with them. Um, So that's part of like managing your career when you are working. Then there's the other part, um, Nick, which you had um, mentioned, is when you lose your job.
0: Right.
1: When you lose your job, then that's a whole other part of a career management consultant is how do I... How do I find that next job and helping? So what I do is I help people figure that out. Um, But you really always want to start off. What is it that I really love to do? And even in my last job, what is it that I love? What is it I didn't love? And help them really formulate a sort of a foundation. And what does that look like? Not so much of the job, but the elements of it, Mm -hmm. the functional skills that they want to be utilizing. And then this whole part of how do you conduct a job search? Conducting a job search in 2020 without the the virus that's going on was a challenge because it was all driven by technology. And now it's even more challenging because you're not going to be able to meet face to face. So my expertise is in all areas of from the beginning of your career to the managing of it in the middle of it but all of it, but also um, if you want to change careers, I'm a career changer. I have changed careers two times and now I'm I'm kind of onto my third. So um, in all aspects of a career management consultant that you pretty much know all the do's and the don'ts and the latest of the how to to find a job um, in 2020 as well.
0: Yeah, no, that that was really helpful. And, And one thing you said really resonated with me, the trials and tribulations of your career simply because it, it is not going to be completely smooth nope. and, and and i think one thing and i know you mentioned you don't like to call them millennials or gen z but Mm-mm. one thing that i think is really challenging for the the younger generations versus me as a gen x or the baby boomers it, the younger generations have always had that everything's been instant right you know you want to watch the tv show you 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 turn you turn on the tv show you want mm-hmm want to listen to a song you put the song on you want mm-hmm. that is not the case with your career it is no. you have to be so pa- no. you have to be so patient to find mm-hmm. that next job or you know to when you're applying for a job and everything just takes time and i think that's does. I, think that can, I think that can be very frustrating for for early early career professionals as you mentioned because it's not instant it it's so it's so time consuming
1: exactly exactly and one of the uh, the major things and of course um, hopefully we'll talk about it a little bit later, is, is the book that I wrote on relationship building. And when I think of, you know, the major key to my success in all of my careers was my ability to develop relationships. And and what does that really mean? But it it's meanings much more than just I know people. It's really about cultivating. It's about asking for help, having mm-hmm. them help me me, me, me helping them. Because the answers... So often, Nick, we're at what people think, the answers are going to come from themselves, and it doesn't. So when your career, you, when your career, you really yeah. want to be building, like I call it, a board of directors. Who do you have in your corner that you can call and rely upon? Because to your point, it takes time, it takes effort, but the reward is that you have a career, and it's not a job that you love to go to work each day. And yeah
0: no that's the hope and I mean you know, I, and I love how you explained what what you do because I think a lot of people I think more people could benefit from what you do but mm-hmm. they a lot of people probably don't realize that there are people like yourself out there so exactly. so let, let's 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 start with your career then because you're the yes. career, you're the career consultant we're going to talk about you tonight not me I'm <laughs> I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and and make a guess that when you were in elementary school this was not what you thought you would do when you grew up because you probably didn't even know this existed.
1: So That's what, exactly what, right.
0: What did little Jane Matson, when you were growing up, want to be um, when you were an adult? Um, when you were an adult, what did you want to do when you grew up?
1: You know, I've been, th- you know, thinking of that question. Um, and, you know, I did not have a, I wanted to be a, I never, I wasn't one of those kids that said, I wanted to be a ballerina, I wanted to be a doctor. Um, I did know and, and maybe it was more intuitively that it had to be doing something with people yeah. that I always loved people, you know, and that may sound a little silly, but I always loved working or helping people. So my jobs when I was growing up, growing up at Hampton beach, um, was a waitress. Um, I was a waitress and I was a waitress where I waited on people and helped people. So any kind of job that I had was more of, a talking to people. Um, I was always a friendly kid, um, curious. And so I always wanted to know a little bit more about people. So the fact that I ended, the fact that I ended up in a career where um, I get to ask all sorts of questions doesn't necessarily surprise me. But it wasn't a, this is what I wanted to be. And I didn't really know. And I guess that's the point too, Nick, that so often i i think that people whether they've lost their jobs whether they're right out of college or whether they want to move i i want to do something different but i don't know what it is it's all right you don't know what it is because through the process of talking to people and networking and asking questions it that comes you come to understand that's what's a good fit for you it does not come like just in the top of your head it comes from other people
0: It's the same thing for for those that, that go to that go to college. Mm-hmm. How many college students change careers? Sorry, change majors. Exactly. Uh, a a huge, a huge number. And and why is that? Because when you're sixteen and in high school, and eighteen and in high school, and you think this is what you want to go to college for, things change, and, and you don't mm-hmm. know. So you know, I th- I think you make a great point. Yeah. Uh, that what you what you go to college for, what you start out your career doing, doesn't mean you're going to end your career that way. Oh and, and, no! And, and, and yes, there are, there are people that you know. I there everyone knows that person that since they were a little kid wanted to be a doctor. They went to they mm-hmm. went to med school. They became a doctor. They retired a doctor, and that was you know that was their life. But I think that's exactly. A very, I think that's a very rare situation compared mm-hmm. to most people who do a lot of different things. Uh, so you mentioned you wanted you knew you wanted to work with people is that how you ended up going to Northeastern for your degree in human resource management? Is that, is that why you went to school for that?
1: Yes. And yes. And um, when I was in my first career, um, working at a company called Millipore Corporation, I was sort of tapped on the shoulder um, shoulder, um, with, Jane, have you ever thought of working in HR? And, you know, I hadn't thought of it. And so someone put the, you know, the idea in my head. And I said, no, but I, I, that sounds like it's right up my alley. So that's when I decided to go into, um, and get my degree in HR. Um, so now here's part of the story, Nick, that I got my degree in HR and then I got, went ahead and got my master's in management, but I never worked in the field of HR. Oh, that's funny. I never worked in the field of HR. And part of it, a couple of reasons, part of it was when you work for a company and they see you in sort of one light and one kind of a role, it's really hard for them to break out and do something different. So I was never able to sort of get into that role. Um, But then fast forward, it actually was the blessing because I ended up blessing because I ended up in my second career as a career management consultant um, using the HR skills that I had acquired and also the management skills that I had acquired. Cause I, in my role at Millipo, I managed a lot of people. So it all, once again, it always had the management of development, right. um, people and careers. So it, it's sort of like that theme that carried me along the way, um, to get the degree in HR.
0: No. And, and that's, that's an interesting story. And I think, you know, I think that, I, I think that's actually would probably resonate with a lot of people because I think a lot mm-hmm. of people go to school for name the degree and then don't actually
1: work, absolutely
0: work work with that degree. So I think that's actually fairly common. Yeah. What uh, and and again I, and I've always said this college is a lot more than just the degree that you receive. I mean, college is the amount of experiences that you you take in at college shape you for the rest of your life. It's not just the degree and that, that mm-hmm. diploma. So I, I, that mm-hmm. diploma. So I, I think, you know, there's a lot more benefit than just, than just yes. what, you go to, what, what you get your degree in. But you, me, you you mentioned, you see, you, you, you actually made this career change to Keystone Associates, which you said you just, that was where you were for 20 years. and that's where Well,
1: I worked to... for, yep. I worked for my first career for 22 years. And then mm-hmm. I left um, and and I left on my own. And, and I, I do want to um, mention that, that, you know, um, at a time at being there for 20 years, that I was in jeopardy, maybe a year away from losing my job. And I wanted to take control of my own career. So I had actually asked um, to leave. I said, you know, but I need the, the package, the severance package, because mm-hmm. I wanted to do something different. And so at that um, time in my life, I took charge of my career and said, I want to leave on my own. I did not want to be asked to leave. And that's when I left that particular, I left that particular company and that and that career. And then I decided, then it was, um, what else do I, what do I want to do next? And that's when I figured out through, through a process and through networking and talking to people that the career management field was where I wanted to be because it's aligned with all of my values and my skills and my interests um, and that's where I landed for 20 more years
0: you just answered the question that I wanted to ask was how did mm-hmm. you end up moving from your your first career to the second career because they seem quite a bit different
1: oh very and, different and
0: in, from the sounds of it you didn't have real you didn't have traditional experience as a career a career management coach Nope. So nope. why did, so I guess my question for you is, cause I think, I think this is a, a common question that people have, they want to make a career transition. They want to completely change what they're doing. Yes. How did you get Keystone Associates to take a risk on you is to take a risk on you and a chance on you and say, you know what, Jane, yep. we're going to hire you to be a, a career, a career coach, even though you haven't officially done it. Yep. What what's the secret?
1: Um. So there are a couple of secrets there. Um. I will share with the audience that as I was very fortunate to be a whoops, uh, I lost your Nick here. Whoops. Where'd you go, Nick? Um, I um I law lo- I was able to um be at Keystone as a candidate. So when you lose your job, you get to go some outplacement. So I actually had gone to Keystone as an outplacement, as a candidate, if you want to call it. And so the when I was at that um, the company getting career advice, I would be sitting at the workshops and I would say, boy, I'd love to do this. This seems like right up my alley. So what I ended up doing was, was using the skills and the classes and uh, all what I had learned in that time being a candidate to apply to myself and I network. And so how I got into this field of career management was I evaluated, first of all, what skills did I have that could be transferable? That's what you really need to do. If anyone's thinking of making a career change, you have to say, well, what skills do I have that could be transferable? And what else do I need to do in order to enhance what I have? So I knew I had some foundation of, once again, I was a speaker, I had some training and I had management skills and I managed a large group of people. So I knew how to develop people uh, pertaining to their careers. But the key to what got me my new career, and I know this is gonna sound like a broken record, it's gonna sound like a broken record, but my my relationship building, that I was able to meet people, um, talk to people, Asked them questions and people were willing to help me um, because I was so excited about the unknown. I I didn't know what it was going to be, but I knew it was gonna be exciting. So it was all about relationships. And when I changed careers, Nick, there wasn't, I don't even think there was um, email. Um, Now this is gonna of course age me here, but that's all right, that um, we didn't have technology. I don't even, we had voicemail. So what I had to do was pick up that telephone and say, hi, Nick, my name is Jane Matson, And, you know, um, Trisha um, had referred me to you, would you be willing to meet with me for coffee? Now I did that and you had to do it on the phone and then you had mm-hmm. to meet people face to face. So that's how I, um, so that's how I did it. Now, it's much shorter story. I started my own business because I just had to start doing it. So I, I worked on, um, as I call it, um, you know, would you be my test candidate? Would you be my person that I can practice on? Um, And I just hung around with the people that I wanted to be with. And I just had so many people that were willing to help me along the way that saw the potential in me. And when I went to Keystone, what they said to me was, Jane, you have the skills. You need to now go back and get some experience and come back when you have more stories to share. Hmm. And so that's what I end up doing. And it was it was hard work, but it was work that I knew was going to be rewarding
0: and and you ended up working at Keystone for for 20 years.
1: Over 20 years. It was my dream career. It was my dream career, it was my dream career and um I it was just uh, imagine waking up every day and I can honestly say this um that I don't think there has been five times in my whole career, my first career and my second that I didn't wake up excited about going to work.
0: That um, that is um that is rare, and it you are truly, you are truly blessed for being able to feel that way. I'll tell you that much.
1: Yes. What,
0: what? So, what did you? What was? What was your role? I mean, you probably had multiple roles while you were at Keystone because it was over yes. years. But, but ultimately, what was? Uh, what was the the key to being successful there for you, and and why were you able to, you know, keep doing different things and and just be be, why why what helped you stay motivated? Being at oh. that company for twenty years.
1: Oh yeah, um, well, once again, it was when you're doing the work that you love. It is it becomes it is it becomes an easy thing to do. So, helping, coaching, counseling uh, people who have lost their jobs and really helping them figure out what is it they wanted to do, mm-hmm. and also helping them, you know, improve their skills. I mean, every day you got to meet with someone different, so that was always great. Also, I, um, I love to take initiative. And so I was able to just raise my hand and say, I, I think I wanna develop a new program, or I think I would like to you know, speak on this topic. So even when I was in that career, Nick, I always worked on the next step. So mm-hmm. I always was learning, developing, Working beyond the 40 plus hours, and I think that's the important part for anybody who's listening. That managing your career is not really during the week. It that's part of it, and your company will yeah. hopefully help you. It's hopefully help you. It's it's what you do on the weekend. It's what you do maybe um, at something at night, and that's why you can find a career that you love. Um, And but it takes work. And that's really the key. You had mentioned it earlier about time and the patience. Um, So I was able to do all the things that I love to do at a company that allowed me to do that. And then when the time came where I was ready to move on to the next, I said the time is to move on um, and which is what I did. And that's what I did. Last year, um, in June of last year, I left after a wonderful career. Now I'm on the third.
0: So before before we get to th- that, se- this your second career, your career pivot. I want to I want to just highlight something for the audience because you mentioned it twice now, the importance of that continuing education even when you're done with school. Yes. you've mentioned that. Yes. you've mentioned that. So and I think I think it's a common misconception with a lot of students. So you think about. The way that most of us go through school, okay, you got to finish elementary school and then middle school and then high school and then a lot of a lot of you know young adults go to either four year college or two year college or technical college, and then a lot of them think that okay I'm I'm done like I finished uh, I finished school and I'm done and I don't want to I don't want to do any more school and but which is fine but I think to your point is that the learning doesn't stop and it can't stop and that doesn't no. mean school but that could mean to your point. It could be networking with people. It could be doing online training. It could be on the job training. Whatever it is, you mm-hmm. need to keep
1: learning. Yeah, exactly. And you need to be reading. And today, you can do podcasts. You can, yeah. you know, and, and reading, you can get your Kindle. And you, you, I can't stress it enough, and I'm so glad that you reiterated that as well, that the continued learning, the lifelong learner, it means something. It means something. And your employers will know that, we'll, we'll, you'll get that, they'll sense that with you, and you will attract people who are interested in learning mm-hmm. as well. So um, that's a, a very valid point, so thanks for bringing that yeah, no, up you,
0: you mentioned it twice, so I wanted to highlight that because yes. I think it's something that, I, and I say that to people all the time, more education has never hurt anyone. Mm -hmm. It it just gives you more, more knowledge, which is so helpful. Yes,
1: exactly. And it makes you more interesting. It makes you more, you know, when you are out there um, networking with people and talking to people, you know, you're asking them questions and you want to be learning about them. But you also want to be sharing about yourself. And, you know, if someone said, well, what's the book that what's the book that you read recently read? Um, And, you know, it could be a fictional book, but, you know, if you say, well, I just read this really great leadership book by John Maxwell or, you know, Brené Brené Brown has this new book that's out that, you know, go into the wilderness. I found so interesting. That's what's going to keep you curious and have other people drawn to you because they want to learn as well.
0: Yeah, and, and you bring up a good point because you you mentioned networking and how how powerful that was for you.
1: Mm. But you also
0: mentioned that this whole idea of networking and building relationships, ultimately, it's building trust. It, it's not it, to your to your point. It's not just yes. meeting with someone once and asking them for something and no. moving on. You, you you actually you you mentioned building relationships, which I think is it. To me, I think sometimes people think networking, and they think, well, I'm just gonna. You know, talk to someone once and never talk to them again no
1: someone, no you, know, you
0: actually talk about building relationships which i think is and i know we'll talk about that with your book but yes uh, yeah that that i think i think was another great point yes so, so let's talk about this this second career pivot you have a great job you have a great job that you love that you just just told me you every day you woke up and love to go to work mm-hmm. and for some reason you decide i'm going to give up all this and I'm going to go start my own my own business. And, yeah. and I'm going to stop working for someone else. So yes. why? Yes. So why? Why why, yeah. why would be my first question? Yeah. And I think the second question is, because I think this is another thing that a lot of people, and I interview a lot of entrepreneurs and people that own small businesses. A lot of people have dreams of working for themselves one day. Yeah. But I want you to be honest with the audience and explain how hard that really is. Oh, mm-hmm. because, yeah. because it is not well, I don't feel like going to work today. And I'm my own boss. I just won't go to work. That's not how it works. So yeah. if you get, if you the, the why, and then how hard it is to be an yeah. entrepreneur. I'd love for you to hit on that.
1: Yeah. So the why part, um, you know, people would ask me, um, you know, my husband had retired um, earlier and people said, when are you? And people said, when are you going to retire, Jane? And I, I, I'm not a lover of that word. I don't like that word at all. And I'd say, you know, I'm just not ready and I will know when it's time to go. And when I knew it was time to go was I, it's not that I didn't still love the work, but I wanted, I was yearning to do something different and be more challenged. And I love to be creative and develop programs and um, try new things that I've never done before. And I wasn't able to do that as much Anymore, and so I felt that the time had come. And also, um, Nick, the impetus was that I had written the book in 2018.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: wrote all summer long, all summer long, and I wanted to publish it, and I also wanted to speak about it. I wanted to sell the book. I wanted to have fun with it, and I couldn't really do that when I was still work at when I was still working at the company. Um, and so I felt the timing was just right. And when I make decisions, when I made the decision in my first career, I'm, I'm fortunate that when I make transitions, I h- almost 100% know the time is right, that it's time to move on. That's and a good gift. Yes. You know what, Nick? I tell you, I, I, I feel blessed that I have that internal sense of knowing when it is right? Um, because of the fact that you don't want to have any regrets. So I did leave. And so being on your own, but but it was never about, even when I did my first move um, and did my own thing, it was never about, I don't want to report to someone and I want to do my own thing. Because to your point, you've got to, you've got to fill the day that you've got to you know, if you've got to make a certain amount of income, you've got to make a certain amount of income. you got to figure out where that's coming from. You have to you're alone and I'm a high extrovert. So that being alone that's doesn't hard. necessarily work. Yes. Very, very difficult. Um, I'm fortunate at this time in my life um, where I don't. It isn't as if there is this. I have to. It's more that I want to because I feel like it's just not over. I mean, I just so many other things that I want to do because of the continual learner and also of working with the um, early to um, middle career professionals that I'm passionate about helping them because of their careers are just going to be ups and down and over and out and where will they go to find help? So that's part of, of the journey of me wanting to help as well. And so I have, uh, Oh, I don't know how many I've got like four. I've got like four mentees that I'm working with that are in this age population that I just love because they're like sponges. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the more that they ask for help, the more that I'm willing to give them all the help they need.
0: No. And I I appreciate that. I appreciate you explaining a little bit about the why and and also how challenging being an entrepreneur is. Mm -hmm. You, You bring up a good point though, that, you 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 were able to make this move to work for yourself because you had worked really hard yes. for many years mm-hmm. to put yourself in a place where you could do this yes. and not have that pressure of having to earn a certain amount.
1: Exactly. So I th-
0: I, th- I think that's a really I'm glad you highlighted that because there are right times and wrong times to <laughs> quit your safe full-time job. <laughs> to work
1: exactly. For
0: so, so, yes, you know, yeah, and it, exactly. it seems like you had really been planning for that and, and ending for that and, and, and were very, it was very calculated if you will, which I think is great. Yeah. Yes. At what point did you actually consider yourself a career expert? So when, when did that happen? Because, you know, I don't, I, it clearly wasn't in your first career because you weren't even doing it in your first career. No, so I'm going to guess it was somewhere in your second career that you, you, you decided like, this is me. I, I, I am a career expert.
1: I'm a career expert. Absolutely, uh, that sounds so good, Nick. When you say that to me, uh, well, actually, there were—I um, had the wonderful opportunity when I was in that career management role where I did a lot of writing um, mm-hmm. for for the company, and what I discovered um, in my writing, but also in how I approach it. That I would be asked to comment on an interview or asked to write an article, um, and actually, at one year, I oh I can't even remember, I oh I can't remember how many media hits I was able to get um, for the company in their um, marketing area. That I hit on something that I my advice was practical, it, and it still is. So there's a strategic and a practical part. And so, number one, I was asked to write a lot about it. And and that's actually in my LinkedIn bio that I've done for um, CIO Magazine and um, Mashable and the New York Times and uh, Monster. So I was asked often to comment on articles. So that would be like number one as well. And then also just the, the experience of working through different situations. You know, I worked with many, many um, financial people during the 2008, 2009 timeframe, um, also working with all different levels, all different um, functional areas and areas. And even as career experts, all career consultants have a different sort of their um, areas of expertise of, and what you are known for. You know, I was known for, you know, definitely, you know, networking, how to network and building a whole networking strategy. I was also known as the one, the tough love, because I was the one to be able to give that candidate that difficult feedback that they needed to hear. um, And it benefited them in the long run. So I think it it was a combination of those. What
0: what that last piece you just highlighted is so important for whether you're mentoring someone or you're coaching someone like like you were in that last role if you're not giving people honest feedback and advice you're failing them so, so Oh absolutely so I completely agree with that so so share with the audience now that you've been working for yourself now since 2019 yep. like what what is what is your business what 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 do you actually do today that mm-hmm. you know and i think i know you do multiple things so i'll, I'll have you explain it yep. and again I, everyone anyone that's interested can go to, to jane's website it's Matson.com and it's Matson with two t's and you can find yep. everything that jane does there but share with our audience what 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 i mean and then maybe also what's a typical day in the life of jane these days from a work yes.
1: perspective yes exactly well my um so I have three different areas that I'm fo- that I focus in on, and one, of course, as we've mentioned and we've talked a lot about, is mentioned and we've talked a lot about is in the area of um, career, and early to mid-career professionals, and it could be once again in any aspects of their careers of helping them. And what I do a lot is um, right now I'm working with a couple that are dealing with communication issues with their bosses of how to communicate and and not communicate, meaning just every day. It's more of, I get a difficult situation. How do I resolve it? So Mm -hmm. it's in that still in that career. There's also the other area that I focus in on, and that is in confidence building that I am passionate, I guess another one of those things, a passion of helping people um, sort of uncover some of their internal limiting beliefs to help them develop a, more a foundation of confidence as a matter of fact um there's on my website um i have my blog and i have a blog and i have an article that is up there on the blog and i'm just going to take my little paper here to make sure i get the title and the title is are the things you say to yourself holding you back Hmm. Um, and it's all about our limited self-beliefs and so that's i'm doing some webinars on that particular topic really Um, In webinars, because of where we are right now with uh, the corona, that I've had the opportunity to do some webinars and had the opportunity to be asked to speak on the topic of uncovering limited beliefs and confidence. So that's the second area. And then the third area is on um, the book and the developing of the relationship. So I'm spending a lot of time on um, speaking um, about the book, which is You, You, Me, You. And also, um, I'm doing a, um, putting together right now a webinar um, to really help people. What does that really, what does that really mean as far as the you, you, me, you? Um, And also in my, so those are the three years, career, confidence building, and relationship building. But I'm also, um, Nick, during this time, which I've really been um, blessed that I'm doing some volunteer work because, and what I mean by that, I've been asked to speak to some networking groups because of the my background and careers of really helping them because they don't all have um, a lot of, you know, out resources to to use. So, so right now I'm in the process of doing that rebranding. And right now my day is filled with, you know, getting my website and getting um, these articles written and um, and just really getting myself sort of reestablished um, as this Jane Matson with these three particular areas.
0: Yeah, no, it's exciting, and and you know, again, you you, you highlight the life of an entrepreneur. Not only life of an entrepreneur. Not only are you, not only are you doing your actual work that you're getting paid for, right, your consulting work. But you're also doing your marketing and. And the finances and, and everything else that goes along with, with exactly with so you end up you end up wearing a lot of hats, which I think is is what makes uh, being an entrepreneur so challenging for so many people.
1: Yes, it is, but it's also you know fun. I mean, I love to like take on a challenge, and if I've never done it before, it's even more of a challenging. That you know um, Zoom. I mean, now all of us are pretty Zoom experts. Right, wow. as far as, uh, you know, can you hear me? And what are these buttons here? And now all of a sudden you get to move people in and move people all around. So uh, there's many opportunities during this challenging time as well.
0: I, I love to hear that you're volunteering and, and I've done a lot of volunteering as well, simply because I think those of us that are, that are have, the, the, opportunity to have the, the opportunity to continue to work mm-hmm. and that are employed, anything we can do to give back to our our fellow you know residents yes. or friends and, and family members that are not employed that are struggling during these these challenging times I think it's important for us to do that yes. simply because one day we one day we might we might need that help so absolutely I, always, I, I love the I love the volunteering piece absolutely so, so, so why don't we go to um we'll go to the rapid fire section of, of the discussion where we oh. talk about a little bit about some of the um um the ups and the downs of your career so why don't we start with uh, biggest accomplishment of your your professional career to date? What would you What would you say that is?
1: Oh gosh, you know I get I have so many I really do. Um, the biggest one I think the biggest one was probably changing careers, changing careers out of the first one, um, and doing it without having any experience mm-hmm. at all, um, and really. Being successful at it and finding the dream job, so that I would say would be right up there as far as the the, the one that just you know fills my heart.
0: That's a good one, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a guess that the book is probably close a close second.
1: Yes, the close second, um, absolutely. Um, but you know, Nick, I was not, I wasn't one of those that I want to write a book. I mean, it was never one of my. I mean, it was never one of my. Dreams—it just—it sort of just evolved and happened. But yes, writing a book and seeing your name um, is is just awesome. It's yeah, just no, that, such that, a cool—that
0: that must be a cool feeling. So on the, on the flip side, and I asked this question because I think we learn so much about things that don't go well. What was one of the biggest failures of your professional career, and 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 what did you learn from it?
1: Yes. Um, so, you know, I. I am not a lover, and I'll say this even when they interviewed, that word failure. I always say, which is there, you know, is there something in your professional life that you wish didn't happen? Um, Because failure does say like, well, I didn't fail, but maybe I did. But it would be that, so it's a twofold. It would be that I never got a chance to work in HR. I mean, seriously, that I worked. I went to school. I went to school for 10 years at night, 10 years at night. And I never was able to get into it. It was so. I shouldn't should laugh because it's not really <laughs> No, funny
0: you, but, laugh. But it, but you can laugh. You can laugh.
1: Well, it's, it's kind of funny because yeah. the feedback was, I wouldn't be good in HR. And it's like, I was shaking my head. What do you mean? So, however, so that was the, the biggest failure disappointment that I never worked in there. However, Um, the universe, God, whatever you want to do, it had a bigger and better plan for me because if I worked in HR, I wouldn't have found this other career in as a career. So, you know, it's sort of like every, every time I didn't get in, it was always a resilient, every knock is a boost. And I just got right back out and just continued.
0: Fair. No, that's fair. Uh, what was your favorite? What was your favorite class you ever took in college?
1: (gasps) Oh, my favorite class is um, I it was I it was probably around psychology because okay. I'm really a psychologist wannabe. So I love to explore the whys of human behavior. So it certainly was a course that was on. Um, and I don't know what it was. Maybe it w- was called psych probably it was just called psychology or some O.D. kind of work. Right. Um, anything to do with what's going on inside was always my favorite.
0: Yeah. That, that's a i com- that, 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 I'm sure that was a complicated course then because our, brains are so, uh, so I, interesting.
1: Exactly.
0: All right. And the last one, uh, besides your book, what yeah. is your, what is your favorite book? If you had uh, to recommend a book to someone on, uh, on anything, what would be your favorite?
1: Without a doubt, Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people.
0: That's a good one. That is a very good
1: one. That book, um, and I share this book, um, this story, um, this story in the book that my father, when I was about 15 years old, um, bought me this book. And it's a tattered book. It's a 1938 version of Dale Carnegie's book. And he handed it to me with a three hundred...
0: 1938. So I just want to put that in perspective for a second of how impactful that book is, and, and, and still today.
1: Exactly, Nick, still right. today, to, still today. It is one of the best-selling books and the mm-hmm. best-selling book on interpersonal relationships. So right. I'm glad you pointed that out. How to Win Friends and Influence People was the most influential book. Um, and when my father gave it to me, it was, honey, 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 if you read this book, you will always be successful. Um, and I read how, how, the
0: book. How old were you when you got the book? I
1: was about I was about fifteen.
0: So did you and, did you believe him? And did you believe him?
1: I did. Well, yes, because my father um, my father um, was a Dale Carnegie. Um, I think he was a spirited Dale Carnegie. He was a relationship man. You know, um, really hit the top of the charts with that. Yeah. So I if it's if my father had given it to me, I said I'd have to read it. But what I did, Nick, which because every time I speak, I'll, I'll always ask them, um, do you anybody know this book? Yes. And I'll say, has anybody read this book? And, they, and then some people put their hands up, some people don't. But what I did at a, at a young age, and I'll say this to all of the people that are listening, that it isn't a book that you read once. It isn't a book that you read through. It's a book that you read a chapter, and you apply the principle. A chapter, and you apply the principle. If you really read that book and really understand what he's trying to say, you will know how to deal with people, people, difficult people. You'll know how to get people to, you'll know how to get people to win-win. And there's so many wonderful things that come out of that book. So that's the book that I would recommend for all, everybody, but especially people in, in their careers.
0: Awesome. No, that, that that's such great advice. Yeah, and it is a, it is a fantastic book. And, and I just, the fact that it, it remains relevant, even exactly. now. Exactly. It, it I think it I think it kind of really just hones in on how mm-hmm. important the topic is mm-hmm. of what he's talking about. So uh,
1: absolutely.
0: Awesome. So so first, thank you, thank you again for for making time tonight and and joining yep. me. I think this is a great conversation. I always end the the interview with the same question with every guest: is what is that one piece of advice that you would give my audience and my listeners? Uh, that's helped you reach your full potential. So what has helped Jane be so successful throughout your career? And now you're on career number three, really. So yep, your that's three right. careers, what what is the secret that's helped you be so successful that you would share?
1: Um, um, the main thing is that you, everybody does some inner work. And what I mean by that is, as we well know, when we get older, um, we could have some things that hold us back. It could be confidence. It could be, you know, sort of some of the negative beliefs that we have. And they really, really hold people back. So I say, number one, that you really want to do some inner exploration. You can do that. You can do that by reading. You can do that by going to work counselor. You can do that by talking to friends. But do some of that inner work. And I really would recommend everyone to read that article that's on my blog because that, Nick, it's, it sort of sweeps away the cobwebs and then you're mm-hmm. making decisions and you're seeing things from a really positive perspective. So that would be number one. Number two, I'd say to them, ask for help. I was on I was on a, um, um, I was on a um, webinar last week with a doctor, David Rock, who works. Who, you might be familiar uh, with from,
0: him from from NLI.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. And he talked about this um, human, human spirit of that hesitates to ask for help. And I say to everyone, if you can just get rid of that thinking that who would ever think that you could be doing anything on your own. So be willing to ask for help. And I have always, always been willing to ask for help, ask for help, and then to give the help. So that could be definitely the, the two part. And then the third one is be patient because it doesn't happen overnight. And if you're willing to do the work and you're willing to work with someone that, you know, knows a little bit about what you want to be doing and helping you through the process, it will happen. But you've got to be patient and willing to do the work as well.
0: You know, it's, uh, it's uh, t- so I think just that that, that last piece to be patient, especially for the the early career people coming right out of school, I can't stress that enough. So I think that's a great point, simply because it's it's not instant, right? Your career is yep. not instant. I mm-hmm. know with, with everything with a lot of other things in life, it's just so easy to get in the information that you need, but careers do take quite a bit of time. So I think I think that's I think that's a great point. That's
1: right. That's right. And and also Nick, because you can get the the, the internet's at our access, right? So I just can type along and I can get the information. But, you know, twofold, when you're asking for help, you're developing the relationship. And so it's a twofold. Someone's willing to help you and you're developing, you know, a relationship with someone that's going to be helping you along the way. So um, try to kind of resort from going kind of Googling it and maybe pick up the phone or text someone or email someone Some um, looking for help.
0: And I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that asking for help is is not a weakness I actually think oh
1: my gosh I think, no
0: I think it's a sign of strength to be honest because I think it acknowledges that you have the the self-confidence to uh, to realize that you are not an expert on everything and absolutely. that's okay, and that you can seek out advice from other experts to help you so I, I think that's a I think that's a great point because I think and I don't know why we're wired that way Jane to be honest I don't know why so many people think that asking for help is a sign of weakness but I'm glad oh. you brought that up
1: I tell you, Nick, you're absolutely right. It's like when I would be um, working with clients and I'd be, you know, sort of get introduction about like, how are you with, how are you with networking and people don't like to do it? And I'll always say, how willing are you to ask for help? And I would say 90% of people would say, I don't like it. And I would say, so let's talk about that, you know, because it is, it's something that's going to hinder you in your career. Um, and then at the same time, you say, well, would you want time? You say, well, would you want someone to reach out to you? And they'd say, of course. Well, then why don't you reach out to them? So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's well said. So yeah. th- thank you again. It's, uh, you know, it's been a pleasure uh, yes. speaking with you tonight. It's janematson.com. And that's Matson with two T's for anyone that wants to check out Jane's, Jane's website. And that has all the information about everything that she's working on right now, including a link to her book. So So check that out. And then for anyone that's, that's listening on YouTube, you can follow me, uh, Full Potential Movement on YouTube and check out my interview with all, all my other uh, fantastic guests like Jane uh, on my YouTube page. And then again, we, you can also find this on all the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, et cetera, if, if you want to listen to it. Uh, in podcast form, which Jane mentioned earlier is another great way to consume knowledge and learn new yes, things. So
1: exactly. So Jane,
0: thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I Nick. wish you and your family the best during these uh, uncertain yes. times. And uh, thank you again for everything you're doing for people.
1: Yeah.
0: Thank you. You're doing for people. Yeah.
1: Thank you again, Nick.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Full Potential Podcast. If you'd like to hear more interviews, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. You can also connect with us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to check out our website, fullpotentialmovement.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and be well.